experience it calm and chaos. There we go. Amen. Okay, so um, let's let's go to the throne and then we'll dive right into the word. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you, Lord God, for life, health, and strength, bringing us to this very moment, oh God. <clears throat> Lord, I ask that you would forgive us of our trespasses and our sins, oh God. Lord God, we stand before you as filthy rags, oh God. But Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy that covers us, oh God. We thank you for your blood that was shed on the cross, oh God, that we we may be free from our sins. Lord God, we ask, oh God, like, Lord, that you would just decrease me, oh God. Lord God, bring your word forth, Lord God. Lord God, speak by your spirit, oh God. Lord God, I remove myself out of the way, oh God, and I ask, Lord God, that you speak, that you show up, Lord God. To thine be the glory. Lord God, edify your people on today, O oh God, that they will have a word that they can live by throughout the week, O oh God, until it is time for them to be poured into again. Lord God, we thank you and we love you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. I want to thank uh, Pastor Wendy and Pastor Robert in his absence for the opportunity to stand before you. I do not take it lightly. Um, it is and honor, I think that's my phone. <laughs> um, I, uh, I honor to be, <laughs> to stand, um, in the pulpit before you guys. Um, I do not take it lightly. So, um, to Pastor Wendy and Pastor Robert, um, I, um, I honor you and your, Places to each of you in your respective places, mother, um, and the deacons, <clears throat> and all of you um, that work so hard and industriously here. Um, our scripture for today is going to come from Luke, the eighth chapter, the twenty-second through the twenty-fifth verse. And like I said, we're going to be continuing um, what they've been talking about. Come in. Chaos and my, my um, title is Ride the Wave. Luke, the eighth chapter, and we're going to begin reading at the 22nd verse. Luke, the eighth chapter. Oh, I'm sorry, Mother. Ride the Wave. Mm hmm. So the scripture reads, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. Talking about Jesus. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went. And woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? 
He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Amen. We're talking about riding a wave this morning. And as I thought about the, the overarching topic, common chaos, it's like that's an oxymoron. It, it just don't I mean you think about chaos, you don't think about calm, you don't think about peace. It's the exact opposite, right? <clears throat> there is no, you always hear, you know, the calm before the storm or the calm after the storm, but never the calm during the storm. Being from Florida, I've experienced a lot of storms, hurricanes, right? Lots of hurricanes. Well, I've tried to count them and I lose, lose count, but um, some have been really, really bad catastrophic and some weren't so bad and um you know here recently we had a, a a storm came through a hurricane came through we had two right and the first one they said it was going to be real bad and everybody prepared and then it wasn't bad and then the next one it came through and it was like oh it ain't gonna be that bad the last one wasn't that bad <laughs> i lost my car <laughs> But, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't prepare. We didn't prepare for it. You know, I didn't, I didn't consider that the wind was going to be so strong, strong enough to knock down that big old branch that, you know, crushed my car. (laughs) Didn't, didn't think about that. And a lot of people didn't consider that because it wasn't projected for it to be that bad. But there was a storm. There was a storm that was coming. And so, you know, um, this story about Jesus and the disciples being out on the water, they weren't expecting a storm. The disciples weren't expecting a storm. I believe Jesus knew that it was going to be a storm because he could have went. They could have they could have got across in it. There were other ways to get across that lake. They didn't have to go across the water at that particular time. They could have they could have walked around. You know, they could have rode a donkey around. They could have did something else. But Jesus said, Jesus said, let us go across the water. Let's let's get on this boat and go across. Jesus was so confident in what was about to go down. He he went to sleep. He went to sleep. There's a certain peace, <laughs> you know, when you, you just, and the thing about it is, let me, so before, when they, when they went to get on this, they had been preaching to the multitudes, right? They had been preaching to the multitudes and the disciples, they hadn't really came into a full understanding of who Jesus was. And the passage lets you know that because they say, who is this? So they hadn't really came to a full understanding. So, you know, my question to you guys is, have you had a storm lately? Have you? Had last week, maybe? This week? You know, the last month, six months, the last year? Some people just like, I'm ready for 2018 to go. This whole year has been a storm for some people. You know, um, but, you know, the Christian life um, is a roller coaster experience. 
It really is. We got our ups. One day you up, and one day you down. I don't. I, I don't like roller coasters a whole lot. You know, <laughs> we go. We go to the theme parks, and I get on the. I guess you could say the kiddie stuff. You know, the stuff that just ain't that bad. I let. I let the kids go on the. You know, the the Loch Ness monster and all the ones that's real bad that take you way up there and drop you down real quick. They put me on one one time. I forget the name of that thing, but it took you way, 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 way up. Way up. And we got up so high we felt like we was floating, y'all. Wow. And I got up there and I went to look down. Wow. When I tell you, I was praying and told I started praying in tongues, y'all. I prayed the whole way that that thing went to drop. I said, whoo, never again in my life. You hear me? Never, never. They had to come and tap me and say, ma'am, it's, it's, it's over. You can, you, you can. I was still praying, y'all. That thing, that thing did something to me. I felt my heart drop. I said, never again. But life will do that to you, too. You get in some situations and there is nothing else for you to do. You can't go nowhere. Where was I going to go? I couldn't get off. I couldn't get off. I had to stay there. If I'd have got off, I'd have hurt myself. I had to stay there. Wasn't nothing I could do but pray. I, I, I swear I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I couldn't do nothing but pray. I said, never again in life. Can't nobody make me get on that thing again. I don't care if they, they admit, nope. I'm good. Jesus does not promise that our life will be trouble free. It's not that tribulation may come, um, nor that it will, that, uh, but it has to come. We have to be tried. We have to go through. He told his followers, the son of man must suffer. In Luke 9, 22 through 23, 22, 23, somewhere up in there. He talks about that. He was talking about him going to the cross. And his, you know, that he was going to have to die and things like that. And he said that he had to suffer. But then in the next verse, he talks about if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself. And you got to take up this cross daily. When you think about the cross, you think about Jesus suffering that he died. Right. We got our own crosses to bear. And I can't, I can't carry Mother Cross. I can't carry Gabe Cross. I can't carry. You got to carry your own cross. We all have things that we go through, and those are our crosses to bear, to carry. But Jesus gives us confidence in knowing that we don't have to carry them alone because He's here with us. We are not exempt in going through. And you know, a lot of people they think, "Oh, I'm saved. I'm saved." And no, no, no. <laughs> you you going to go through um, that we have to go through because we got to suffer with him in order to reign with him. Amen. We have to understand that, you know, like I was saying earlier, Jesus, he knew when he was getting on that boat what was going to happen. We have to trust that where he's leading us, that he's going to be with us. He was right there on the boat with them. They didn't understand the, the, the storm that was about to brew. They didn't understand the, even, even if they knew. Because the thing about it is, as I thought about it, I was like, well, you know, and I thought about my grandfather because he's a fisherman. 
right? And we know that they were fishermen. Some of the disciples were fishermen, right? And my grandfather, he always knew when the rain was coming. I guess they could smell it or something out there on the water. It's the fishermen, they know. And he, he used to tell me that, you know, the best time, one of the best times to go fishing is right before the storm because the water get troubled. And so the, the fish, it bring them up to the top. So my, when I started thinking about this, I was like, well, some of them had to know it was a storm coming because they was fishermen. They spent a lot of their time out there. But even when they was out there, they didn't, they didn't understand who they had in the boat with them. They had no understanding of who was in the boat with them. If they did, they wouldn't have panicked. They wouldn't have panicked. They would have had peace. Are your storms causing you to panic? Are your storms causing you to panic? Jesus might not give us the the kind of victory that we feel like we need. Sometimes, you know, we go through things and we be looking for God to come one way and he come a completely different way. We be looking for him to, you know, provide some sort of relief in a situation sometimes. But he might be giving you endurance instead. Instead of delivering you from that situation, he might be saying, you need to learn some endurance. So you're going to sit in this for just a little bit longer. His answer to illness may be health, may not be health. It might be courage instead. You might have to go through an illness for a little bit. And he might be giving you courage to go through it. You might be witnessing somebody else go through something. And he teaching you how to pray. They going through it for your prayer life. We don't know why we go through or why somebody else is going through something. And we have to look at God. We have to ask God, God, why am I going through this? What are you trying to teach me? What are you showing me here? Rather than focusing on, you know, the, the, the situation itself. We get so stuck on, on the circumstances of situations. We need to pray and ask God, you know, God, what you showing me? What, what, is, what is this? What, what is this really? Because sometimes, you know, all of that stuff is just an illusion. It's just an illusion. Um, he may be planning, um, you might be facing a situation of life and death or somebody that has passed away, um, in bere- you might be in bereavement, but then there's always that hope, you know, there's hope in, especially if they, um, knew Jesus Christ as a personal savior, there's that hope, you know, that they are going to live again, they're, they're, they are living again. So, you know, we have to look at, you know, there's, there's the, God provides balance. And we got to look for the balance in the situations. Amen? Amen. Um, in Romans 8 and 37, Paul say, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So regardless of what it is, regardless of what the situation is, there's a win in it. But we got to look for the win. Amen? We got to cry to God for help in, this, in our situations. Wasn't that what they did? They say, hey, hey, man, wake up. We finna die. We is finna die. We out here, you know, got us on this boat. We out here in the middle of the water. 
in the waves. And I was thinking, you know, how how big these waves, how, how bad it had to be out there in order for them to feel like they was finna die. Now me, I I I don't I have y'all ever been on a boat? A small boat. A big one and a small one. Look, I was on the cruise ship, a big one, and it was storming. And that we was I was in the bottom of the boat and you could feel that thing. And then after a while, people started getting sick. It was like, oh, Lord, what's going on? We can't drink all this water, Jesus. What's, go- what's going on, <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> I need you to calm this storm, Lord. <laughs> I need you to calm this storm. Um, but, you know, we was all right. We was all right. It got all right after a while. But it, got, it was scary, though. It was scary because you just you don't know what's gonna happen, you know. And you when you look out there and the, the ways they they capping, you know, they popping and you know they're making all this loud noise. And then the the sky is turning different colors and all this stuff. And if you focus on what you're looking at, you will get distracted. And of course, you're gonna be scared. You're gonna be scared, but. During this time, I imagine that's what the, the disciples probably saw. They probably saw all of this and was like, man, we finna die. Man, wake up. How you laying over there asleep? And we about to die. You better get up. We finna die. And I was thinking about that. I was like, what you wake me up for? Like, what? Because what? They, they didn't have an understanding of who he was. But I'm like, well, what they wake him up for? If they they didn't understand who he was, if I'm a dad, let me. I don't want to know what's coming. Y'all want to know what's coming? Just let me go on and go. I don't. I don't want to know. But they woke him up. They say, "Hey, man, we finna die. We need you to get up." And and that's what we need to do when we in these situations. Rather than going and talking to Sally Sue and John and Jesse May, you need to pray about it. You need to call on Jesus. That's what we need to do. That's what we need. We need to get on our face. And we need to seek God. We need to ask him, Lord, what is going on? You know, when when you see a situation, you know, some things they happen and you might see a bad car accident, right? Or might be involved in a bad car accident. What's the first thing you do? Y'all say call Jesus. What you do then? If you was in a bad car accident. Call nine one one exactly. You might call them. You go. I hope you do pray first. But you call nine one one right because why? They gonna come and see about you. They gonna come and rescue you. They gonna come and they gonna make sure that you okay, right? You call nine one one, and that's pretty much what the disciples were doing. They was calling nine one one. Hey man, come on! You got to save us. You got to get up. We got to call nine one one. Psalms ninety one and one. That's that's nine one one, ain't it? Psalms ninety one and one. Nine one one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night. 
nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand by thy right side, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall there any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. If we could just get to the secret place of the Most High and live under his shadow, his protection, everything would be all right. This scripture right here is 911, y'all. If we just get to the place where we can just pray, just, and it don't have to be no long, elaborate prayer. It don't. It don't. Oh, they said, wake up. We finna die. That wasn't even 10 words. It wasn't even 10 words. It does, sometimes it don't take all that. And sometimes you don't even have it. Sometimes you can't do nothing but cry. But God knows. He knows. But you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to call on him. You have to call on him. They had to, they called on him. And I'm going to tell y'all. Then 911. You know, you might need healing. Luke 9 11. That's a good scripture. I'm going to give y'all some scriptures. Write them down real quick. If you need healing, Luke 9 11. It talks about healing. Um, it says, And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that he had need of healing. If you need peace, you're going through a lot of stuff, and you got a lot of chaos going on. Anybody need some peace today? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I need peace too, y'all. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 through 4. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for he in the Lord, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You trust in the Lord, He gonna give you strength. He going to keep you in peace while you going through whatever your situation is. If you need direction, if you ain't got no direction, you in chaos because you don't know where to go. You be walking around in circles. You be living your life in circles. That That's that's deep, y'all. You, you be living your life in circles, going through the same stuff over and over again. You ain't got no direction. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Not some of your ways, all your ways. And you know, it's, it's with this scripture, you know, a lot of people know this scripture and quote it all the time. I know it, and I quote it. But do I acknowledge the Lord in all my ways? Nope. I don't. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Oh, I'm just going to go over here and do X, Y, and Z. And then something happened and I'll be like, man, I shouldn't have did that. Did I pray first? Nope. Nope. We got, we got to acknowledge him because he, know, he knows the end. We don't. 
he he know what he know what's gonna happen when you go over there. But we don't know. But we'll do it time and time again. Just like the baby touching the the stove. Keep right on touching it. No matter how many times he ain't get popped. <laughs> Finances. Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your needs. Some of your needs. A third of your needs. All of your needs. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All of your needs. How many times we get worried about Oh Lord, I don't know how this is gonna happen. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I don't, I don't. It ain't, you know. My granddaddy used to say, "Everything ain't for you to know." <laughs> Sometimes it, 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 you know, if we, it, there are things that if we knew it, it would be to our detriment. Yep. That's, That's, so true. True. That's so true. That's so true. It would be to our detriment if we knew. But if we would just trust God, trust that he got us in his hand. He, he, knew, he knew where we was going to be right in this moment yeah. before we were even conceived. He already knew it. He already knew it. But we, we fail to trust him time and time again. We got to trust him. We got to. We got to and the thing about it is if he wasn't going to supply all of our needs, we here. We here. We here. Even even the person with the least in here, he's still supplying your needs. He's still supplying your needs. Still. From the bottom to the top, he does it all. If you need salvation, you know somebody needs salvation. Romans 10 and 13, the word of God says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's just, it's just that simple. Yes. It's just that simple. Because you won't call on him if you don't believe in him. Right. You won't call on him if you don't believe in him. The smallest amount of faith. So, we got to call 911, y'all. We got to realize that he is right there and he's waiting. Just like Double Dutch. He see, he see them things going. He see it going. He see your situation turning and turning and turning. And he's just waiting. Just, just tap me in. Just tap me in. Y'all ever seen somebody playing Double Dutch? God just said, I'm waiting. Just come on. Come on. Come on. And you just going. And he's just saying, just, just tap me in. He's just waiting. He gonna jump in. Yes. He gonna jump in. That's right. He gonna jump in because he's our father. And he loves us. Yes. He loves us, and he don't want to see us suffering. Right. He don't want to see us suffering. He don't. You want to see your kids suffering? Your your nieces, your nephews, your family members, your loved your mama, your uncle, whoever. You know, you don't want to see people suffering. He don't want that for us either. But we'll, we'll, we'll suffer because we're like, oh, I don't want to bother the Lord with this. The, the Lord ain't concerned about that. He's concerned about everything. Everything. We got to recognize our need for him and that it's not just an automatic thing for him to just jump in. And that's what a lot of things we'd be like, oh, I ain't going you know, to pray about this because the Lord knows. 
Yeah, he does know. But it, sometimes he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Why will you not ask? Is it pride? Is your pride getting in the way? Are you getting in your own way? I got this. I can do this. I got it. And then you get <laughs> get all tied and tangled up. And then you're like, oh, Lord, what I done did. Oh, Lord, I need you to help me get out of this. Lord, if you help me get out of this time, I won't do it no more. And then you do it again. <laughs> That's right. Be saying the same thing again. But see, you know, some and sometimes, like I was saying earlier, we get in these situations, and he he want us to pray. He want us to come to him, right? And um, Hebrews four and sixteen, it talks about um, let us then. It says, let us then fearlessly and confidently, boldly, draw near to God's throne in yeah. unmerited favor. God, we got favor. From God that we we have done absolutely nothing to get. That we could do all the good works. You could be the most perfect possible per possibly perfect person on this earth, and still you falling short. You still falling short. We still fall short. But he gives us this unmerited favor, this unmerited mercy, this unmerited grace that he extends towards us to say, come on, I got you. I got you. You didn't do nothing to deserve this, but I got you because you're my son. You're my daughter. I got you. Just come on. And in the midst of whatever it is, anger, despair, trials, tribulations, whatever, he reaches out and he gives us whatever it is that we need. He delivers us. He uses these opportunities to teach us how to be closer to him, how to pray, to build our faith. You know, it says, I still got my mustard seeds. How many of y'all still got y'all mustard seeds? I still got my mustard seeds in my, in my, um, in my purse. A reminder to me. Because you know that, that I, that's what I go in most of the time. In, anytime I'm looking for something, whether I know it's in there or not, I go in my purse. I don't know why I do that. I know it ain't in there and I still go in my purse. <laughs> Just have it. But I got the mustard seeds in there. And I don't know how many of them is, but it's so small. But every time I look at it, I pick it up and I'm like, hmm. It's a, it's a reminder that. All we need is a faith the size of that little tiny mustard seed. Whatever the situation is. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. And every time we use our faith, faith is like a muscle. Every time we use it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You go to the gym. You want to get get to some um, what is it, biceps. You go and you work that muscle, right? So, you know, and that's what faith is. You want bigger things? You want you want to do bigger things than God? You got to work your faith. You got to start. If you ain't got the faith that God going to supply your needs, how you expect for him to give you a business? How do you expect for him to, to, to heal you completely? I mean, like, really heal you. I'm not talking about just give you, the, the doctor just giving you some medicine. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about complete supernatural healing. How you expect for God to do that and you worrying about whether your light bill going to get paid or not? 
it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You got to trust God completely. Faith is, 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 that's something we going to always, you should always be working on your faith. Always. Because we ain't going to never arrive there. There are always bigger things. There's always bigger. There's always bigger tasks. Always, And as long as there's people out there that ain't saved, we got to work our faith. Because you don't know who you're going to confront, who you're going to encounter. You don't know who coming your way. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know where your faith needs to be in order to help pray them through whatever they're going through. You don't know. So we got to always be working on our faith. Always be working on our faith. We can't we can't let that slip. And like I said, by working on by looking at, you know, the situations and 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 not rather in looking at rather focusing on the circumstances. When you start looking at, you know, the different opportunities and the balance in it, that helps work your faith also. Because you then you saying, okay, God, I trust you. I see, I see what this is, but I know that you're working this out in my favor. Because all things work together for the good of those that love God. Amen. Amen. And we got to trust that. So, you know, in this, the question is, where is your faith? When you're looking at these different situations that's going on in your life, I don't know what's going on in your life. But if you, if you took a moment and you thought about whatever it is that you're going through, whatever you've been faced with, where's your faith at? You got a little bit of faith? Or are you working your muscle, your faith muscle? Where is it? Where's your confidence? Are you putting your confidence? <laughs> are you putting your confidence in everything, like in things such as your abilities? You putting your confidence in the church? Oh, the church will take care of it for me. I mean, the physical church. I'm not talking about church in the sense of Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. I mean, like the physical church. We putting our faith in money. Our confidence in money. Oh, I got enough money to have. You know, money don't. It, the word says money solves everything, but money does not. There are some problems you can't throw enough money at. That's true. That's true. There are some problems you can't throw. You you going through some? It's some things <laughs> you can't throw enough money at. It. It, you you can you will spend all of your money. That's like the woman with the issue of blood. It says she spent all the money she had. All the money. But at the end of the day, what she had to go? She had to go to Jesus, didn't she? She had to go to Jesus. So why not just go to Jesus before you spend all your money? See, that's what we do. We exhaust every possibility and then we want to go to Jesus. No, go to Jesus first. Save your coins. I need my coins. I don't know about y'all. I need my coins. Are you trusting in your credentials with God? Oh, I'm minister so-and-so. I'm deacon so-and-so. <laughs> just a title. If you ain't got Jesus in it, it's just a title. That title don't mean nothing. 
It don't mean nothing. None of it. And and if you got the title, you need some power behind it. Where you get the power from? Jesus. It take Jesus, y'all. Just like Jesus, when Jesus opened up his mouth and spoke, that took power. That took power. The winds and the waves obeyed his command. That rain out there take power. He caused the rain to come down, don't he? Amen. Only three words from Jesus' lips caused the, the, the seas to and the wind to calm down. He said, peace be still. That's it. They done woke him up. He was dead sleep. He was dead sleep. Somebody wake you up out your sleep. What you do? Most of us ain't even that calm when somebody well, you knocked out. Now you think about it, now the storm is going. The sleep through a storm to the that, that is so bad that they think they're gonna die. And he still sleep. How you sleep? During something like that. And then you come and wake me up. That had to be some awesome sleep. I wake up half crazy if I'm sleep like that. I, I wake up sometimes I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> what, you, what you want? Who is you? What you want? <laughs> but he said, he woke up and he said, peace be still. And it caused the sea to calm right down. It calmed the, the, the winds. It caused the winds to calm down. Don't you want God to speak into your situation and say, peace be still? Peace be still. And it just. Just like that. Peace be still. God I need you to do a peace be still for me. I need it. And the thing about it is it's not just the physical. We think you know we're thinking about a storm. And it's physical but you know we got all these different situations in our lives. And as I was in worship. As I was thinking about you know this this morning. And just thinking about. You know. Um. Water and what water means. You know, water normally it represents the spirit. You know, and some of us, our spirits are just tormenting and just, you know, just all over the place. Because we deal with so much stuff. We deal with so much stuff day in and day out. And some of us, we pray for others. And, you know, we running to and fro, helping other people and doing all these other different things. And we don't take time. To replenish ourselves. To get back before God. And let God do his perfect work in us. I'm get, Me and Pastor Wendy. We got this little thing going. So we know Pastor Wendy. She hurt herself. And um, even before that. You know. Like I be in here and I'm watching her. And um, when she fell. I, think, I can't remember if I told her. Or if I texted her. And I said, you know, when I saw it, I was like, she need to sit down somewhere. She always moving. She need to just sit down somewhere. But then, like, something happened with me. Like, uh, I wasn't feeling well. I think it was Thursday. And then she asked me. She was like, well, she said, hey, lady, how you doing? You resting? And I was like, mm. <laughs> something like that. I didn't go to work. And she was like. You supposed to be resting. And I was like, oh, well, are you resting? And she was like, mm. So, so you know, we got we got this thing. And we, we got, we understand, you know, got that understanding. But at the same time, we telling each other, you need to rest. She knows 
that I need to rest and I know that she need to rest. But then we still know that we got all these other things that we got going on. Right. And so in the midst of all these things that we have going on, you know, we have to have wisdom and sitting down, getting somewhere and sit down. Like I said, you need to get somewhere and sit down. You know, and that's what I'm going to do this evening. I'm going to get somewhere and sit down, not move. <laughs> but, you know, we have to have wisdom in that. But then, you know, like I was saying, we pray. We be praying for people. Uh, when we're doing altar work, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. And what we, we're supposed to do after doing something like that, for those of us that work the altar, we're supposed to get in a place and replenish ourselves. And I can't say that I ever do that. Not really. I mean, you know, like I pray and, you know, stuff, but not like I'm supposed to. You know, you're supposed to go and get in your secret place, get in worship and, you know, let God give you back what you. And then also we be we take on other things. We take on other things and um, we don't release it back to God. And so then we be wondering, well, what's going on with you? Why your face all balled up? Why you look so tired? Why, you know, because we carrying all this other stuff. We don't even know, but we carrying all this other stuff. And so we got to, <laughs> thank you, Tom. <laughs> we got to take it to the Lord. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He going to give us rest. He going to give us peace. But we got to do what? It's, there's an action word at the beginning of that. It says come. Come unto me. So as long as you want to run around and carry that burden. Carry all that stuff. You can carry it. But if you want to release it. You got to go to him. We have to go to him. We. I'm talking to me too. We. We got to go to him. So that he can give us rest. Because that's the way we're going to. You ever be sleep, but you ain't really getting no rest? Yes. You just going through the motions. Yeah. Just going through the motions. When you get like that, you got to go to the Lord so you get you some real rest. Ain't no ambient. What's this? The ambient and all that. Ain't going to do nothing. Ain't going to do nothing. Your mind's still going. Your mind going a thousand miles a minute. You can't get no rest. You got to go to the Lord. Amen. Jesus said, peace be still. And then in the midst of all that, so, you know, we get, we get to the point, they on the boat, got them, got them, brought them to the boat. They say, let me, let me show them something. Let me show them something. They don't been with me and they kind of getting to know who I am, you know, but I'm, I'm going to give them a revelation of who I am. And so now the boats get to tossing and they, they got to wake him up and he say, peace be still. And then they come to the point and say, well, who is this? They thought they knew, but they didn't really know. But now they know. Because now they got a testimony. Because once he said, peace be still, they're like, well, wait a minute. This, what kind of man is this that the wind and the seas obey? What kind of man is this? Who I got in my corner? Who do I have in my corner? I didn't realize that I had this person, that this person had all this power in my corner. But they came to a revelation. And now they got a testimony. And so now with their testimony, what are they going to do with their testimony? They're going to go and tell somebody else. 
See, we go through stuff. Like I said earlier, we go through stuff and sometimes it ain't even for us. It's so that God can be glorified. So that somebody else can hear our testimony and that they can be delivered from whatever it is that they're going through. But we want to keep our testimony to ourselves. I don't want nobody in my business. I ain't telling nobody that. Jesus' whole life in this book. I'm just saying, but we want to be so private. So scared somebody going to talk about it. They talk about Jesus. We want to be like Jesus, but we don't want nobody to talk about us. Oops. People going to talk. So what? Let them see you get blessed. He say, I prepare the table before you in the presence of your enemies. Ain't that what it say? I didn't say it. That's what the Bible say. So why are we so scared and concerned about what people think and what they say? Do you? Do, why are you doing Jesus? Do you? Why are you doing Jesus? And don't worry about the rest. All that stuff fall out in the end. It don't make no difference. Let them talk. So what? Give them something to talk about. Why are you being blessed? Why God deliver you from whatever it is that you're going through? Yes. The same pit that they dig for you will be the one they fall in. That's what the Bible say. Yes. You ain't got to curse them. You ain't got to put it on them. That's what the Bible say. Do you not know who you are, child of God? Yes. The word say, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Is that not what the word say? Yes. You got to know the word. And so when things start happening, then you be like, oh, I see what this is. Let me, let me, let me find my scripture and put my scripture on it. Because your words ain't going to do nothing. But when you release the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and let it go out and do what it do, it ain't no devil in hell that can stop it. Ain't no devil in hell that can stop it. But we got to get in the word and we got to understand and we got to know that Jesus will come whatever situation it is that you got going on. We got to ride these waves of life, y'all. We got to get it. We got to get out there. We got to stay in our word. We got to pray. We got to get in our secret place. And we got to say, okay, Lord, for you I live and for you I die. I know who you are. I don't have to ask who is this because I know who you are. You have brought me this far and I know that you're going to take me all the way. In you I win. In you I live and I have my being. Amen. Do we not know this? Amen. Where is our confidence? Amen. Where is our confidence? Regardless of the storms. Regardless of the situations. We got to know that God has the power to save us. And he will save us. All we got to do is just ask. He already extended the olive branch. Amen. That's all we got to do. We just got to give it to him because he will help us ride these ways of life. Amen. 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 God bless. Some, it was some key things that she was saying there um, that we have to really sometimes force ourselves to rest. We have to force ourselves to rest. 
We, we schedule our day. We plan our day. But how many of you plan a period of rest in your day? Mother says she do. God bless you, mother. Because I'm going to be, t- I'm going to tell you, I, I am guilty. It is. And even when I, I, I say I'm going to sit and I'm going to rest, <laughs> then it seems like, I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I, let me go do this. It's only going to take a minute. And what I thought was going to take a minute ended up taking 30 minutes. So there, was go, there goes part of my rest time. But we got to learn how to rest. If Jesus said that he had to go away to replenish himself, if he had to get away from the crowd, did he not? Isn't that what the word said? The word said that he had to get away from the crowd in order to rest and to get with the father. Sometimes we got to cut out all the noise. And I'm speaking to me right now. We got to cut out all of the noise. There is nothing that is more important than resting in the presence of the Father. There, let me say that again. There's nothing more important than resting in the presence of the Father. And so we have to learn. It's a learned behavior, and it's a point of really, like Sister Nikki said, is to getting in the Word of God. You have to know that word in order to speak the word of God to your situation. It's not, you know, oh, uh, a pain go, but it's going to be speaking that word that's going to cause your situation to turn around. Praise God. And so I, I receive on today, I really do, I receive on today because we chose this sermon series, and I know Sister Nikki said it was like an oxymoron, but even when I was going home uh, yesterday, and I rode by the mall, and the mall, the, 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 the road was so chaotic, just so just hectic, even me trying to get home. Going by the mall, it was like cars were lined up just to turn into the mall. And I looked over to the mall and then I looked over to the other side. And I'm like, what in the world? And then I stopped to the drugstore to, to get uh, something for my arm. And I mean, it was, it was just like crazy in there. And I said, Lord, I don't want to be. It's like a, it's a spirit. It's like it's an atmosphere that just swoops down. And I was like, Lord, I, I got to get home. That's, I really was wanting to get home because that was my place of peace. That was my place of peace. So where is your place of peace? Where is your place of peace? I like what Sister Nikki said that the disciples didn't know who they had in their corner. Do you know who you have in your corner? Who you can call on. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. He knows your name. He knows exactly what you're going through. Exactly what you're dealing with. You know. Um. Some people are concerned. 
and, and I don't even want to say concerned because it's, it's like, you know what? Sometimes we can get numb to things and, and, and say, well, just forget it and kind of give up. Even like with the whole thing of, of those who have kids and you don't have to give to your kids. That's that, to, you know, that as a parent, that weighs on you. I'm not going to say it. It weighs on you. It weighs on you. Because you want to do for your child. Just like our father wants to do for us. And so sometimes we feel pressured. And we're, we're getting together things for the school that we have partnered with. And I appreciate many of you are giving and you don't even have it to give. But you're pressing to give. And that's awesome. That is great. That's wonderful. Let's just bow our heads right now. And oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his friend. Just sing that right now. Get that in your spirit. He knows my name. Point to yourself. Just put your hand on yourself. He knows my name. Yes. He knows my name. He knows your name. He knows your name. And oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. Praise God. Brother Tom. So as, as we were worshiping, thank you, Pastor Wendy. I got a vision, and I can still see it. It's, it's a boat that's being tossed around on rough, rough seas. The seas are real rough, and I just see a person taking the helm and just fighting it. They're fighting. They see the direction they want to go, but as the waves and the wind beats on the ship, they're fighting at the helm. Just fighting it, trying to stay on course. Not resting, fighting. While Jesus is asleep in the boat. And I just see that he just wants to take over the helm. He wants to take over the helm. Let him take over the helm. Because he can calm the storm and he can drive through the storm so you can sleep in the boat. Praise God. Now, how many of you, you've been fighting the waves? 
and you're tired. <laughs> You've been at the helm. You've been steering and you're just tired of fighting. If you're tired of fighting, I just want you to come and just line up right here. You're just tired of fighting. And the more you fight, it seems like the worse the waves get. Seem like the worse things get. The more that the more that you're trying to steer the boat. It seems like the boat, water's coming in the boat. Hallelujah. 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 Oh God. Hallelujah. There was a scripture that was read that said, Come, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come to me who labor and are heavy laden. Heavy laden means like the pressures and you're feeling so heavy the weight of your problems and it feels like just something every time you turn around uh, it's weighing you down even more and you try to shug, shug try to shrug it off but it's right back there have to fight the battle and like brother Tom was saying he said just give the wheel turn the wheel over turn the wheel over turn it over but what happens if I turn it over what's going to happen if I turn it over what's going to happen if I turn the wheel over you don't worry about that. You don't worry about what's going to happen. It's not for you to be concerned about. There are certain things that, yes, we have to do. Certain things that we have to do. And God holds us accountable for those things that we must do. But then there are certain things that we just need to let go. Repent. Mm. Okay. All right. I need for you. And this is for everybody. I need for everyone in this room. We're just going to repent of some things right now. Because. First of all. When we don't rest. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we do things, we're doing it to the temple of God. And so we have to repent. We have to repent for not resting. We have to repent for some of the things that we have done and said. So let's just repent. You know what it is. Say, Lord, forgive me. I didn't do what you wanted me to do. I did things my own way, God. 
Forgive me, Father, for trying to take matters into my own hands. Forgive me, God, for not acknowledging you in everything, in all my ways, not acknowledging you. God, I repent of it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I repent of it in Jesus' name. God, you're a loving Father. You're not going to judge me. But I come to you and saying, I did not call on you as being Abba Father. But I only picked you up when I thought that I needed you. So I repent of that, God, in the name of Jesus. I repent of God not really digging into your word the way that I know I need to dig into it, God. I repent, Father, in the name of Jesus for not spending time with you. I repent, Father, in the name of Jesus. And now, Lord, I turn it over to you. I turn it over to you. In Jesus' name, I turn it over to you, God. I turn it over to you, God. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, God. I give it to you, God. I hear the Lord saying, no more business as usual. No more business as usual. No more business as usual. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. No more business as usual. The way you used to do things. No more. God's going to blow your mind. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to blow your mind. If you just keep digging in. See, that's you letting go. Because you're digging in. But he's going to turn some things around. You don't have to worry about it. You just got to rest. You don't have to be concerned about it. You just got to rest. He brought you to this place for a reason. I think about all the months that you and I. And I tried to get you in here. But God knew what the right time was. And he brought you in here amongst all of these family and friends. That's why you can say it's something different. Even in the few weeks that you have been here, there's been some deposits in you that ain't never been before. And it's ignited a difference in you and a hunger in you. And you just got to keep on digging, keep on pressing. Even when you don't feel like it, you're going to press because it's going to be in that. God's going to use you mightily. I want you to know that. I want you to know that the things that you have been through, God is going to use those things to bring somebody else out. You know a whole realm of things that other people don't even know. Things that you even struggle with. 
but I want you to trust God on today. And you were like, everybody tell me to trust God, trust God. How do I trust God? That's, I mean, we all, how do I trust God? Just get in his word and just keep it, turn it over. Refusing to take it back and just leave it in God's hands. Don't worry about it. I can tell you some stories about me. Because at, at the end of the day, to be honest with you, after you get finished doing all you're doing, is it any better? <laughs> it ain't no better. It's still the same. No matter well rest. And let God do his business. Just let him do it. Come on, give me a hug. I love you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Regina, just embrace her in some love. Sister Thelma, just embrace Sister Diana with some love.
Uh, for Pastor Robert stepping in. <laughs> come on, y'all. Come on, give. Come on. <laughs> I thank God for him coming in. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. It takes the two of us. <laughs> It takes the two of us. Y'all heard that song, Just the Two of Us. It's just the two of us. I love it. Praise God. Sister Nikki brought an awesome word on today. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead on and I saw some already. Um, getting your offerings together. Go ahead on and, and get your your offerings together. If it's your Sunday to tithe, go ahead on and tithe. Um, if it's your Sunday to tithe, go ahead on and tithe. You can give online. Um, Jesus. Um, if, you, if you weren't here for Bible study... I do want you to know that we have this week's lesson as well as this week's test or last week's test. So make sure you see me for the test and, and make sure you see me for the lesson because you're going to need the lesson for this week's test. All right. What's our homework for this week? Chapters three and four. Chapters three and four. Oh, book of Acts. And y'all know how um, y'all know how a teacher will do, right? They'll nope. They'll give you a test on what you suppose ahead read. So don't be don't be uh, surprised if that's what might happen. Okay, might get a test on chapters three and four. Yes, sir. Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, y'all saw me step out during the service. I'm giving y'all time to get your offerings together. Um, y'all saw me step out during the service. The uh, young lady from Point of View uh, came over here, and she brought some wrapping papers, so it would be nice if we could wrap them. On Wednesday, they're going to... Um, oh, let me backtrack. On Tuesday... They are going to be meeting out at the school. She's going to text me tomorrow. Um, I think it's around 5 o'clock, 5.30. They're going caroling. So if any of you guys would like to meet up at the school and go caroling, cause, and they're going to go right across the street here too and sing Christmas carols, and they're going to have some hot chocolate and all of that. So I might see if I could muster up the strength of going out there to, to lift my little voice and sing. Yeah, I, I see y'all like. Whoop. Don't use that. <laughs> don't, you, don't use that. Don't use that. 
and we got us uh, after church. We'll schedule some time to come out and to wrap. Uh, we got we got we need to have a wrapping party, y'all. So let's talk about that after service, okay? You guys got your offerings together? So, Father, we thank you that you have supplied all of our needs, that you have given us seeds that we would sow. We thank you, Father, for the heart to give, Lord, that others would be blessed. It is not just for us, Father. It is for those who are in need, physically, mentally, emotionally, but mostly spiritually. We thank you that this seed will bring forth a fruit. It will bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some hundredfold. But we give it cheerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Coming from Bahrain. She's still in Bahrain, huh? Did you mention the food? I forgot all about it. Okay. Just want to say thank you to uh, Brother Tolly and Brother Thomas for helping out with the youth on tonight today. Come on, y'all. Give our teens a hand. Thank you, Brother Tolly and Thomas. Praise God. Um, just want to uh, keep Sister Michelle in prayer. She is traveling back from Baran. Baran, excuse me. Uh, and also, um, Brother Curtis... Uh, I touched bases with him on Thursday. He said that his mother is having open heart surgery um, and a member of Sister Verda's family has passed away. So they had to go down to Columbus, um, Ohio, go up to Columbus, Ohio. So let's just re be mindful that, you know, everyone that's not here is not because they're playing hooky. We, you know, we just never know what people are going through. Amen. All right. So let's stand so we can, so we can be dismissed. <laughs> All right, we got a singer and a dancer. All right, Anna, are you going to dismiss us today? Can you say the prayer so that we can go? Thank you, Jesus, for everything we have. Thank you, Lord, for everything that he gave us. Lord, God, help everyone. And Lord, God, I thank you for everything that you gave all of us in this church. Amen. 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 Thank you.